You're listening to Inside the Mix, episode 4. Welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm your host, Mark Matthews, and I am excited to have you here with me today. Whether you're a synth music producer, artist, or enthusiast, I promise you'll get something out of this show. Every fortnight, I serve up interviews with synth music artists and provide you with an insight into their careers, creative processes, influences, and music industry tips and stories. So let's dive in. Okay, so welcome to episode four of the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm your host, Mark Matthews, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Frank and Louis of We Are Magonia. Uh, so thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Um, good morning as well. Morning. Thank you. <laughs> hey. hey, thank you for uh, I invite, invi- inviting us. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, not a problem, first man. intervention. <laughs> so I've got your bio here. So I, I got this bio from your, um, I think it was from your Twitter, actually. Uh, so a dark synth cyberpunk horror uh, outfit from Lyon in France. Is that correct? That's it. Spot on, yes. man. So you got uh, Dark Inside the Punk, which is great. Um, I think I was chatting to, with you a while back, uh, Frank, about your influences. And there's, a, am I right in thinking there's a slight metal influence in there as well? Uh, yeah, not, not a, little, a lot, I would say, but no. not, not only metal, but mainly metal. Sure. Nice, man. Nice. So you touch on the horror, the horror aspect of it. Do you, um, just before we get into the other questions, do you have a favorite horror film or like horror genre? Um, as we said in other interviews, um, we like our music, but personally, I don't know about the, maybe Louis or, or the third member, which is still sleeping, I think. <laughs> um, um, I'm not very, I'm, I'm not a big fan of horror flicks. Uh, okay. I really like our music, yeah. but never been even in the eighties or nineties or I'm not. I'm not a fan of of oral cinema. It's mainly about music. All right, fair enough. What about yourself, Louis? Is it? Would you say it's a similar? Well, horror movie always spooked me out, but um, I think I can watch them now that I'm a little bit grown up. But when I was a kid, it, it, I couldn't watch them. Like now, it it gets better, and especially the movies from the seventies, eighties, nineties, or yeah. you know, kind of old. So. I mean, the, the first time you watch, uh, I, I recently watched the the, the Freddy Krueger uh, original. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, like it's kind of funny, you know. The, the the effects back in the days were not as good as today. So, yeah, I, I kind of like, but I think I like them because of the music too. I mean, the music yeah. brought me into into them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Things like John Carpenter when you think about exactly. Halloween and yeah, yeah, totally, man, totally. Um, so I was uh, sort of going through your your social media. Um, so congrats on the you got 1.3 million streams in 2020. Uh, I saw on Spotify, which is Thanks. which is awesome, guys. Well done, uh, congrats. Um, I also I was on Bandcamp as well. I listened to the Eurythmics remix. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love that when it breaks down and towards the uh, towards the sort of like the, the halfway through the track. What made you choose the Eurythmics for a remix track? <laughs> just just a <laughs> random choice. <laughs> Well, you know, um, when you when you work on a rem- on a remix, um, the hard part is finding uh, a track you like, but where you can add something. If the track is already perfect, you can't yeah. remix it, or you will just have something worse than the original. So that's not the point. You no, know? yeah. um, 
so and we also have to find some tracks that um I don't know how to say that, but where we can have something in relation related to We Are Magonia, I mean right. musically, melodically and, yep. and such. So not all tracks are um, are good to remix, I mean for us. Yep. And um we also try to keep known tracks because if you remix a track and nobody knows the original, that's that's not really the paint neither. Yeah. Um and that's it I think. Yeah, that makes sense, man. So you, you're remixing a track that is popular anyway and it's it's well known. And it's also it's kind of like it's it's linked to your style. It's linked well, to your yeah, style. It's... Yeah. And furthermore, um I think we we could we try to remix tracks that are not well known, but I think the point here would be to just you know have fun remixing a track, and we could do this too. You know, like we find a track, nobody knows it, we like it, we want yeah. to remix it. The remix is cool. We're gonna we're we're gonna do it and release it. There's no problem. But um, the also the stems quality is a little bit. Uh, it's it's if we stems quality are really unequal when you when you're looking for multi tracks for the yeah. remix. When you look on the internet, all the multi-tracks are not the same, and some of them are poorly recorded, you know, poorly ex- exported, and so it it plays also. So sometimes yeah. you have some track. I, I think we had a track like like a really good track that we wanted to remix, but the stems were like awful yeah. and uh, yeah. horrible audio quality, and we couldn't do it. Oh, and yeah. you can you can still in this case you can still uh, remix it like. Um uh dubstep style remix or where where you only have the the intro and maybe um the first chorus of the original song as a as a master track and then uh have a build have a build up and go into a a, a personal drop without keeping anything from the original track yeah but that's that's less that's less interesting i i think but yeah, that that sounds interesting. That sounds great. Interesting, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. So, um, your most, uh, if we could take go remove ourselves from like the Eurythmics remix. So, li- the Living Will Envy the Dead released in 2019 was that your like last major release? Yep. Last major release. Yep. And what's yep. the sort of feedback with, um, from from the industry, from fans, etc.? Um, what's what's been the general feedback on the on the release? Oh, yeah, it's it, it been really cool, and um, we got some support from uh, our, our friend, uh, the eighties guy, in with his uh, YouTube channel. Nice. Uh, where 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 we got uh, a fair uh, a fair amount of views. <laughs> I must say Brilliant. thanks to nice. him for for that. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, most often people who liked an album. We'll give a feedback, but maybe a little bit less about those who didn't like it. So the feedback have been really good. Fantastic, so fantastic. Um, also, as well, I noticed that you are uh, you've got emulation presets available. Arturia OBX, is that right? Emulation presets available. So for the listeners, where can they find those presets if they want to sort of uh, adopt or sort of use some of your sound in their own On production their website? Yeah, yeah, on the Arturia's website. Arturia, it's actually on the Arturia website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, I don't know, um, commandé, Jiben. Uh, ordered. Yeah, ordered by uh, uh, by Arturia when they when they released um, 
the first version of the OBX. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we first made some factory presets which are included in the in the release in the original release, and then nice. as as we got uh, many presets and they don't want to to put the to put it all. Um, in the original release, um, they say, "Oh, let's make an uh, an add-on uh, to for people who want more sound from you or more sound in that genre um, to be purchased on the our website." So it's on Arturia's website right now. Awesome, man! Uh, what I'll do is I'll put uh, a link to the Arturia website and OBX etc. in the in the uh, podcast episode description. Um, so if anybody wants to check out those presets, they can. They can go to the Arturia website and get those. Um, so we cool. use them. We just to say we use those presets. So it's not just presets that we program. We use them in the in the in our tracks and our songs. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great, man. It's great to um, to share to share like the, your your sound with with an audience. It's fantastic. And about about synthesizers synthesizers presets, uh, we also have um, another bank for uh, Tal You Know, which is a uh, Juno Six uh, emulation. Nice. And if people uh, starts from presets, they can find it on the Patch Bay, which is a, a UK a UK website with a lot of of those go press it for different scenes so nice man i'll chuck that in there as well yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll chuck it i'll chuck it all in there man I'll, I'll link you up um so you got moving on to your music so influences wise sort of you touched on earlier um that you like the horror sound so what what brought you to the so the sound that you have what brought you to dark synth cyberpunk what's what 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 first influenced you what first caught your ear with that sort of sound One day I was in the car with him and he just made me listen to something that was uh, in that vibe and I liked it. I guess that's how I discovered it. Yeah. He said, hey, listen to that. It was like cyberpunk, uh, dark synths, shit. I don't know. Remember, I don't remember what it was. And uh, I just liked it. That's how I discovered. And then uh, I was, and we are also... well, he is a lot into real synthesizers, and we like playing with that. Like, he has a a, a lot of real synthesizers. Uh, so like hardware synth, hardware, hardware um, synth. Yeah, so, these, Frank, what hardware have you got? What hardware have you got? Uh, what what hardware I got now, or what hardware I had in my life? Because <laughs> I, I I used to have a lot a lot of synthesizers, but um, right now I try to focus mainly on modular shit. Okay. Um, I I have different systems. Uh, one for making kind of improvisational techno music, and uh, another to make more uh, vintage type sounds with, you know, tape, uh, woe and flutters and yeah. all those kind of shit. But right now, also I've got those two two big modular systems. I've got uh, a Juno 6, a real one, not, nice. uh, not the nice, emulation. Man. I'm jealous. Um, I got a GP8X from Roland. I've got... Um, Poly 18 from Korg. I just sold uh, my Poly 6 since I wasn't using uh, it as much as uh, I should. Mm. Um, let me check in the studio. I, I have a Korg uh, MS 2002. Uh, <laughs> and then 
in some other states. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, a Moog Model D, uh, Arturia Micro Freak, which is very nice for for, for uh, such little synths, and uh, it's not it's not really expensive. So, you make music, uh, check check, and maybe grab one if you like it. It's, it's nice synth for the price. Um, a Korg uh, MS Twenty Two. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. I don't have any profit anymore, but uh, I but used to have one, oh. uh, one profit six and one yeah. profit ref two. Oh, I'm jealous. Well, that's, that, and that basically, like the, the interest in um, old synths brought us to write those the right yeah. things with them. But as we are influenced by metal and uh, horror music and well, dark music in general, that's what came out. Amazing. It's, it's yeah, like that, evil that, guys playing old synth- evil guys playing old synthesizers. That's how I <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 metal with synthesizers. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's such a cool way of describing it. That's such a good way of describing it. So going back to like um, I suppose looking at your background as musicians, um, obviously you've got the synthesizer element to it. So frankly, you've got synth. Do you, do you play any other instruments? Do you play like guitar, bass, drums? Either of you? I play guitar. It? You play guitar. Yeah, um, we play guitar. So and I I, I just play synthesizers and I, I play <laughs> I play badly. <laughs> yeah. So looking at like the guitar aspect of things, what what influences you as a guitarist, Louis? Uh, actually, a lot of the eighties um, uh, neoclassical scene. I, I, I when I was a, a kid and I started learning guitars, I wanted to. My my first big discovery was Deep Purple, so yeah. Richie Blackmore, which mm-hmm. a lot of, which inspired me a lot, and uh, then Ingwie Malmsteen, which basically is the spiritual Richie Blackmore spiritual son in in terms of yeah. playing fast and neoclassical scales, etc. And then I, I I kind of forgot all these because uh, you know when you're like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, you want to be a guitar hero, and then you get into a metal band and you start playing like rhythm rhythmic shit and know starting to play with a metronome and playing live and, and you yeah. forget about you forget about these and um which is cool about the, the magonia is that it, bring, it brings me back to my 14 year old myself and uh, gets me back into neoclassical so i think my my guitar background would be neoclassical amazing amazing that's, that's great how long have you been playing for how many years since i'm okay uh, i've been playing i think well, 15 years? Wow. Yeah, just it's amazing. That. It? <laughs> just when you think that. about it, yeah. yeah, you quantify it without actually how many years you've been playing. I've been playing exactly. guitar for... <laughs> Damn, we're all there. <laughs> I think I've been playing for about 17, 18 years, I think I've been playing guitar. Yeah. Oh. It's oh, a bit longer. A lot, yeah, yeah. Mind you, I haven't picked it up in ages, to be fair. Uh, yeah, we should, we should work on that, on a featuring or something like that. Yeah, man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be so good. <laughs> so, Frank, so, Frank do, you, do you say you play guitar as well? Is it just the synth? We'll be right back. So I've got a hunch about a common struggle we all face, mastering. 
If you're an independent artist or music producer, you've probably encountered the frustration of masters that just don't hit the mark, right? They lack balance and refuse to play nicely across different devices and environments. Ever found yourself wondering, why don't my masters sound like my references? Perhaps you've spent countless hours attempting to master your tracks only to be unsatisfied with the results. Maybe you've tried every silver bullet plugin or even dabbled in AI. Or perhaps you're already working with an engineer, but you're eager to explore different possibilities. Well, here's the solution you've been searching for, Synth Music Mastering. I'm offering a game-changing opportunity with a one-time free test master for a limited time. Picture elevating your music with my unwavering commitment to quality and a personalized touch that you just don't get with the big mastering studios. The best part, it won't cost you a penny. Just submit your finished mix and let's see how we can transform your music together. Don't let mastering be a mystery any longer. Say goodbye to the frustration and step into a world of sonic excellence. Grab your free test master now, click the link in the episode description, or head over to synthmusicmastering.com. Uh, no, no way. Don't play guitar. Well, no, just... I, I can I can play some kind of basic mosh part with only zeros, but that's all. <laughs> um, um, no, no, I, I play I play the keys, but even even the keys is not my main instrument. I mean, I'm more of the um, sound designer, sound engineer. Right, I get um, you. Yeah, than than a real player. I mean, I. I I can play easy parts, or but forget about the the the, the fast arpeggio part you you find in Magonia. Um, I can play. I can't definitely play it live. I can write it. Yeah. I can make the sound for it and mix it, master it. But I'm not a, a really good keyboard player, to be honest. No, no, I'm very much the same when it comes to sound design and like the releases I have. It's all uh, if playing it live, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> but much like yourself, set up an app or something, and I can program it and design it. But yeah, I'll have to get yeah, somebody else to yeah, play that's it. it. Yeah, that's we're kind of more mouse mouse riders. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're mouse riders more than uh, keyboard players. Dep- depending on the parts, I mean, some lead parts or, or softer yeah. parts, or maybe slow uh, phrasing. We can play it, or at least we can. Search it, search for it uh, on the keyboard. Then maybe record it, quantize it, or or just maybe search it, then write it with the with the mouse or something. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I think that's quite a common way of writing now. You find a lot of sort of producers are doing that that way. It's just so accessible yeah. for anybody who yeah. wants to write and create music, being able to yeah. use a mouse and not actually having to have a background of be a playing piano or playing keys, and you can still you can still write music. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would like to know playing keys. Like, uh, we 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 worked on some track, and um, and I personally worked on uh, his uh, his last album as a sound engineer. An uh, engineer. Sorry for my English again. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Seismic, maybe maybe you heard of him. Um, is a is a really good a really good uh, piano piano player, and uh, each time I I. I show it uh, a, a new track and he listened to it just one time and then he find back like all the melodies just by ear and he he, be, he is is able to play it right after listening to the track it's 
it's blew me up. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I would like to to have that that skill, but yeah. I haven't. I think that's the uh, what's the average? It's like ten thousand hours, I think, to master something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you that's need to put, it. It's those ten thousand hours that he's put in. So, with regards to like your your musical journey as a band, um, where are you at the moment? How how long have you been uh, an outfit? How long have you been around creating and releasing music? You mean in in Magonia or yeah, in, sorry, yeah, yeah, in Magonia, yeah, yeah. Um, Magonia, we I think we released the the first track, which was Terror, um, in two thousand seventeen, I think. Two thousand seventeen. So. Uh, Fourth, into your fourth year now and in terms of your musical journey where are you at, at the moment i mean uh, are you um part of a record label or are you still releasing independently do you, do you do you aspire to be on a label or are you happy to do sort of like the diy thing uh, we released now, uh, yeah well, go go on uh, we released the, the the two first albums um by ourselves um and we hope to get um it, it, i mean if we could get an interesting uh, deal yeah. with an interesting uh, record company. We wouldn't say no. Yeah, uh, but I think we're not. We're not in that. Um, we want to. We don't want to absolutely be signed just to be signed. Yeah, yes. Uh, but if we if we find a, an interesting record company that is interested in our music, it is is interested in our project, and we can find a, a, a cool um, deal and everything. I mean, yeah, we would be happy. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So- to 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 add uh, to add something about what uh, Louis said, um, we as I said, we 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 released um, both our our two first albums um, by ourselves. We we made everything uh, under the album by ourselves. I mean, uh, mainly with the exception of uh, the cover. Uh, of the, the living will on the dead, uh, which was made by uh, a friend of us, uh, Hugo Barbier, which is uh, a really nice, uh, a really good illustrator. Yeah, uh, we made everything by ourselves. Even the the first cover, uh, the cover of Apocalypse, we we made it ourselves. We made the, the composing, the the mixing, the mastering, all by ourselves. And um, now we we are at a point. Uh, where we know what we can do properly and we also know what we can't do properly and um if if we if we try to to reach to to be seen on a, on the lab, on the label um the point will be mainly about um help us uh, on what we can't do Properly by ourselves, yeah. uh, like uh, PL, like uh, uh, Sync, like all those kind of, of shits. Uh, we 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 really want to um, to maintain um, that control on our music, on uh, on the the technical side and the artistic side. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes some help is welcome too. And yeah, hundred percent. It's got to be right for you, hasn't it, as an artist? If you get assigned to a label, I think it's like Louis said. There's no, you don't want to sign to a label just because you signed to it, just because you know. Yeah. It's got to, it's yeah. Got to yeah. Be, just it's, we have to sign on it. We have it. It, yeah. it has to. Uh, yeah. And um, <laughs> but the, the cool part is that we're kind of uh, like he said. We made. I mean, if you if you look at the first album we released, we everything was made by ourselves. The music, the production, the the, the photo on the cover, uh, the, the the Photoshop 
thing on the cover the, the all everything was done by it's it's a full diy project i mean I, actually the, the the visual of the second album is the first time we actually called a third party to work on something with us Oh, visually wow. speaking because yeah. we know our limits too and <laughs> we know we couldn't we couldn't make a second apocalypse cover <laughs> and, and <laughs> as good as it was yeah yeah you got to know when to outsource that, no, no one to get yeah. help yeah yeah 100%. that's kind of a problem in the in the retro music scene today um most uh, most um beginners artists uh want to sing on the label just to be hey i'm i'm a real musician i'm on yeah. that label but uh, honestly, we got some some offers about uh, deals with some synthwave labels, um, which was just fucked up. Sorry, but that's yeah. it. Um, and I, I think that's that's a problem in this sense because um, doing going DIY is cool and uh, and try to make. Uh, uh, gather of people who wants the, the, the genre to to evolve and and shit is is nice, but the problem is most people or some people at least uh, don't know uh, what it's what it takes to run a label to push artists to manage shit and it, it ends with a, um, a, a whole lot of label doing basically nothing for their artists. And I think I think it it has to change. And honestly, if if we see if if we see now on an on, on label, it won't be a a, a specialized uh, synthwave or retro or electronic label. I think it it has to be a, a a metal label with a fair amount of background and some real abilities to drive artists. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, man. I suppose that leads on quite nicely, really. I mean, everything that yourself, Frank and Lou, you've said there. Um, my next question was going to be like, what advice would you give to a, to an independent artist? And I suppose <laughs> basically what you've just said there is, yeah. is pretty good advice for for any independent artist. Specifically, those it's, it's a case of don't if the label comes calling, don't automatically jump at that label, and and it's got to be right for you and both parties. Um, sometimes sometime there, there, there can be points that are good to you, good to you, but not must. And uh, and and wait, don't don't seen on the label just to say I'm seen on the label. Yeah. I'm a real artist. Just uh, just see if they 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 really have something to to help you, and if they have the skills, the um, the network, and all that. Yeah, hundred percent, man. That's it's great advice. So. Um... In conversation with you, Frank, you said that you've been in the uh, in the studio this week. So, what are your plans for like new music in twenty twenty one or twenty two? Are you guys writing? Are you recording? What what phase are you in at the moment? Writing, uh, for... yeah. <laughs> Searching for new things to write and and trying to piece up a, a few tracks and seeing where we go, where it yeah. goes. Trying new techniques and new genres and. A lot of things, discovering, discovering ourselves more, a little bit more. Nice, man. So yeah. um, for our audience, um, so if they had to like, listen to one song from We Are Magonia, which which song would you... Oh, none? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Actually, I, it, it's kind of hard to answer because if you, um, we have this uh, tendency to have a lot of different tracks in a lot of different moods in our albums. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you, I mean, if if you look at the last one, um, 
if I mean, you've got a, a kind of central uh, thing in the music, which is the, the 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 soul of the band, which is in into each track. But you have a lot of different tracks, different tempos, different vibes. Uh, I mean the 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 if you, I mean the first track is cyberpunk. The last one is a is, a, is just a piano ballad, and in the center you've got a like trap music. Uh, you know, it's it's. It, yeah. it would be really hard. I mean, depending on your musical taste and what you like and you don't like, it would be hard to just you know push you in, towards one song only. Yeah, yeah, picking one song in general. I suppose it would be when you've got all those different styles going on. Um, you're gonna. Uh, it depends on the person who's listening. Yeah, um, exactly. When when I was checking out the album, the the song that stood out for me was is it? Oh, they're gonna try and pronounce this now. Um, Diabolos in Musica. <laughs> oh, you're, no, you, that's perfect exactly <laughs> go exactly. me yeah um, I thought that I, I mean personally I think that appeals to me uh, as an artist and as a listener I thought that I think that sounds fantastic I really really enjoy it but once again like, so I guess there's going to be somebody else who listens to that album and, and picks a different one um, but no man that's, that's such a good track um, so my, my next question is I, I suppose I could get one of these from each, each of you if you could only listen to one record um, for if you could only list a one more record, full album, full length album, which one would it be? Oh, that's you mean for the rest one. of our lives? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you could, for the for the rest of your lives, yeah, one album. Honestly, that's not. I I can't I can't choose. Um, I think I would rather decide to not listen to music anymore. <laughs> I can yeah. I can stay. I can stand a, a single album uh, over and over. Or even if uh, there's some album I really like and I can listen uh, a lot of times, but now that's too hard to pick. Um, that's a pretty good uh, answer, I, though. Just say like I, I'd rather not listen to music altogether. That's that, that's a pretty good answer, man. I, I think honestly, um, we we all have uh, different tests, but we all have a broad range of tests in music. Uh, I mean, personally, I really like to listen many different genre of metals, like from deathcore to neoclassical, um, to some kind of power power metal or uh, more vintage. Uh, Heavy metal, uh, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like some seventies uh, progressive rock. I like some hip hop. I like some some different kind of electronic music, from techno to drum and bass to uh, no, that's not possible to, to choose. Honestly, yeah, we, yeah. we are really broad. We we really have a lot of broad influences. I mean, I listen to black metal, hardstyle. Uh, Psytrance and classical music and all. I mean, but if I'm gonna play the game, I mean, I, I like his answer, but I'm gonna play the game. Yeah. If I had to listen to one of them, I mean, cold-hearted, and if I piece up everything and I do the math, I think it sh- it could be an Igor album, which he's it's a French. Uh, uh, no, because because <laughs> because <laughs> because he. I don't know if you know the artist. It's like oh, no. the. the um it's a french artist which mixes a lot of genres and uh, it's really difficult to, to describe like this but yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's it, it mixes a lot of genres then ruin it with like some uh, odd techno beats on it <laughs> imagine uh, i mean imagine a a, 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 a a harvest a harpsichord part but with a drum and bass beat on it, and oh, then wow. a opera singer, and yeah, yeah. you know, Eastern accordion, classic, you know, Eastern music, and when the accordion, and I kind of like 
all the his, uh, all his discography. I can listen to all his his discography because it's very broad. Yeah. So if I had yeah. to listen, I mean, you know, it's it's like if you put a a gun on my on on my head and you say you, you choose one, you know, it could have it could be Igor because of the variety of what I will be listening. I mean. I can't pick a metal album. I mean, I I don't want to listen to blast beats until I die. You know, it's it's just just <laughs> blast beats repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I guess if I do the math, it could be an Igor album. Amazing, man. I'll um, you, you have to send me uh, links to to the um. I think Frank mentioned uh, an artist earlier, and also that artist as well. And I'll, I'll check them out and put them in the notes. Yeah, seismic, um, seismic. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So I'll uh, yeah, send me the link to those. So yeah, sure. What, what we're going to do? I'm going to wrap it up now. So, where can uh, where can the audience find you on social media and um, or website? Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. What I'll do is I'll um, I'll put all links to those in the show in the episode notes as well. So anybody to our listeners can just go down and and, and go refer to those links. But um, yeah, brilliant guys. Thanks for thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you stopping by on a Sunday morning. Um yeah. yeah. Thanks for the invitation. No, not a problem, man. Not a problem. I'll keep out keep an eye out for your for your new stuff, hopefully, maybe later in the year. Or or when you do have some new material, it'll be great for you guys to jump back on. We can have a have a chat about your new stuff you're going through. Yeah, yeah. It will be a pleasure. Spot on chaps. All right, brilliant. Nice to uh, nice talking to you guys. And there we have it. That is the end of episode four. A huge thank you to We Are Magonia for dropping by and please do keep an eye out for their latest releases and news. Social media links are available in the episode description. I hope you're able to take something away from this episode and please do subscribe and review via Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Links are once again provided in the episode description. If you would like to know more about me as a producer, mixer, mastering engineer, please do visit my website www.markmatthewsproducer.com or reach out via Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Website and social media links are provided once again in the episode description. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and look out for episode 5, which will drop in two weeks, Tuesday at 6am Greenwich Mean Time. Thanks for listening. Just a friendly reminder before you go, don't miss out on your free Test Master at Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my dedicated commitment to quality and that personalized touch. And guess what? It's absolutely free of charge. To claim your free Test Master now at synthmusicmastering.com or click on the link in the episode description.